These tools are for you to use. These tools are for you to use. Welcome to This Is Your Afterlife, conversations with artists and activists about death and life. And my guest this week, I'm Dave Marr. I'm the host. My guests are previous guests of the show, Ariel Elias and Daniel Strauss. Welcome, folks. Hey, Dave. Hey, hi, Dave. Um, so we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions. Before we do, I have to give the required shout out to Patreon Pigeon Level subscribers, Susie Carroll, Fred Fidawa, Katie Llewellyn, and Kurt Chang. Um, there's going to be a part at the end if you guys are down. You guys both did animal spirit readings um, in the your episodes of the podcast that appear on Patreon. We'll do another round of those, but related to the year 2022, if you're down for that, but those will go on Patreon. So we'll let people know when we're transitioning to that, but uh, you're not a fan of that, Daniel. No, I'll do it. Of course, man. I love it. A little, a a little teaser. If you're not a Patreon subscriber is that based on what we talked about, I did in fact switch to natural deodorant. You did. So if you want to know the reasons why, subscribe to Dave. Wait, Facebook. literally based on our conversation? No, I was going to do it anyway. <laughs> well, okay. So I, okay. I basically, I want to know you guys' relationship to resolutions. And then we can get into specifics because I have a very, I'm a fucking resolution guy. I'll make resolutions on my birthday, which is in September. And New Year's resolutions, which is not helpful to have them three months. Like they're they're both for year long. You know, I've made like two pages of detailed resolutions. But rather than get into my shit to start, what are your relationships to New Year's resolutions? Do you make them? Do you give a shit about them? What do you think of them? Beat me for well, okay. Um, <laughs> So I also do sort of a biannual resolution because I celebrate the one true new year, which is Rosh Hashanah. Um, oh, I'm going to like doing this show. <laughs> <laughs> I like this one. Finally. Jesus Christ. You know how many of these things I've been on with uh, Goyim? With this all these. It. Yeah. Was, this is it. Okay. This is it. Wait, right when is, isn't is Rosh Hashanah in September though? It's uh-huh. in the fall. It de- yeah. It's. I mean, it depends, you might call bro. it. September, but we would call it of the month in Hebrew that I don't. That it know is exactly yes, it is. It, it it's it follows the Jewish calendar of Israel, a lunar so, calendar. That's a will. lunar calendar, so it falls on a different date. So it could sometimes be in August. I want to say it's Tishrei, but that could be wrong. Oh, say it, yeah. Let's roll with that. Um, <laughs> so I like to I like to do a little check in then. Um, because it's sort of a, you know, a renewal of sorts. And Mm -hmm. I, I think it's good. I think it's like, it's a little bit past the halfway mark. Um, I like resolutions that are like more specific with like a, um, like a way of getting you there, you know, instead of just like read more books or Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. eat better. I like something that's just like, um, like eat three salads a week. Like I prefer that kind of thing, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I like, I like, I need to have goal. I need structure. I'm a very 
um, by nature disorganized person. And I, I need structure. I need something to cross off. Do you, so in Rosh Hashanah, do you make well, new resolutions? Rosh Hashanah, when it's right, you wouldn't say in Rosh Hashanah. Well, right, you know, some people, some people would. In fact, those of us who don't celebrate would always say in Rosh Hashanah. It just yeah, I guess if you bizarre. are happy being wrong, um, both about I am quite happy and about who God is, um, the one true okay. God. Okay. Well, um, excuse but... me. So on Rosh Hashanah, <laughs> um, do would you say, um, do you look at, do you just evaluate or do you make new ones? I usually I do both. Okay. Because I do find that a year is actually quite a long time, and that some things you realize like you make these resolutions for yourself and realize this is actually not working for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, This is not in fact what I need at this point. And maybe in December or January it was, but in September or August it is not. Rarely. Such an aggressive. I feel like you guys are giving (laughs) Jews a really bad name. Oh, I don't think so. I think that I think that any Jew who's listening to this right now would be nodding their head and saying, yes, it's finally someone's going to finally do this to him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. To him. (laughs) Specifically to you. (laughs) To me. The classic, the biggest oppressor of Jews uh, in the world. No, not the biggest, but. Not the smallest. Not the smallest. (laughs) Come on, Dave. Let's be honest. So, Daniel. Well, wait, Ariel. Are there ones? Oh, sure. Are you? Oh, my God. Are there? Are there? So, do you have ones you made this Rosh Hashanah that you're still like living under and will continue into 2022? Um. Yeah, I would say so. Cool. That was it. It was just a yes or no question. No interest in (laughs) in any sort of follow up there. Nothing from Daniel as of now. I want him to get in on this. Okay, Daniel. Wait a minute. I want to say. I want to say something about that. Is you're giving a. You've given great answers to these questions, and and I I think Dave is following an intriguing line right now. And and my answer is going to be very very different. So I, I. I would like. I would be interested in hearing what those resolutions are, and then. Um, okay, so my resolutions around um, September, which were also uh, pretty close to like when my career took like a little bump up. Um, so that new faces, helped... new faces, baby. She's a new yeah, face. girl. All right. Um, uh, but one of the this is one of the most obnoxious resolutions I've ever made but was very helpful was to try to have a viral video on TikTok. Um, Whoa. And, uh, I never would have made that in January of last year. Dude. So, okay. How do you quantify that? Um, That's a great question. I didn't have a specific quantifier. It was really just like, do I feel as if this has been viral? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Virality um, is a feeling. That's really what they I say. I think once there's a K next to the amount of views, like then then that 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 for me, based on my level of of um of fame, just having a K next to next to it is enough. And so have you made that happen yet? Uh sure fucking did, Dave. Which what what was it? Uh which ones? Hell yes! Okay. All right, okay, All right. okay. Were they were they stand up clips or were they talk to the camera boys? They were talk to the camera. Okay. Um, t- uh, two of well, one was a stand up clip. 
one, two of them were talked to the camera. One of them was a joke that I tell in standup that I just did to the camera. And one of them was just a tweet that I basically read that I had written. Okay. That's great. So you already did it. Yeah. So, so yeah, I did. So was that related to the, the career picking up? You were like, I've been told this is important. Is that why you made it? Yeah. It was like, okay, if I'm actually going to play the game of being in the industry and I actually have people looking at me right now. How do I take advantage of this momentum? Um, and <sighs> what seems to be valued right now? And that it makes was. Makes me want to die. Yeah, no, it's terrible. Yeah, but I it's hate true. It. But, that's, but that's, yeah. I am trying to sell out. So. Yeah. Well, okay. You guys are the ones who established the Judaism stuff up top. I'm not going <laughs> to draw too and much that's, of a and comparison. That's what I'm, that's, but, uh, uh-huh. And that's what yeah, I said. We're that's business-minded, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> it's called success, So wait, buddy. Strauss, what, uh, what, was, what was the totally different answer you were well, going to say? I just, don't, I just don't really do them at Any, all. Anytime. I mean, I've done – I'm sure there's been years where I have said, like, I'm going to work out. I mean, I think there's maybe like two or three years I can think of where I was like, yeah, I'm going to work out. And then I think like I did it. I mean, it's like very like standard stuff, right? I did it for like a month maybe. And I was like, all right, that's, let's kind of pump the brakes on that. seems like mm-hmm. I've done about enough. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of the extent uh, to, to, to which I've done. I don't, I'm not, I, I, I feel like I just like, it's, it doesn't, work for me to have like a list of things i'm like oh, i've got to do make sure i you know have all these things happen for me this year like i i'm i feel like i'm much more of a like try to attack things with an open mind and and see what comes up and follow whatever seems to be worth following um oh, this uh, is bringing up an interest so my next big question was about the different types and ways of thinking about resolutions. And one of the ways that I considered was like forward looking things or backward looking things. And technically looking backward isn't a resolution, but do you ever do backward looking like lists of accomplishments? Like, Oh, I want to have practice some gratitude, give myself some credit, man. No, I <laughs> <laughs> like, Honestly, like, like maybe that's just like, like the only time I'll think about something like that is if, if, <laughs> if things are going really badly and it's that check-in of like, all right, look, maybe this thing didn't go the way you thought it would, but don't forget one time you did this and then another time you did that. So it, it's actually okay. That's like the extent of my So life. it's like the gratitude equivalent of like a foxhole prayer. You're well, like, yeah. And the, <laughs> the gratitude, grat- I mean, that's like a really like, like nice way to think about it of like oh i need to practice some gratitude like i need mm-hmm. to be thankful what like whatever that means like well it's pretty it's it has a very direct uh well it's yeah, but for well, Jews, it's hard yeah <laughs> you wouldn't understand that obviously uh, but I mean, okay don't do that guilt and alcohol are these things that every culture thinks they have cornered there's irish guilt don't don't yeah. i didn't say anything on. about guilt i said gratitude and gratitude. we didn't say anything about alcohol either well, I, I know that's the, my sort of platform. It's kind of the a proto bit that I'm working. Well, on. So bro, it's time to deplatform you. It's time to deplatform <laughs> you, bro. 
dig all your cancel views. Dave. Cancel God, I, I, if I only I wasn't forced to publish this, you know. <laughs> um, that's I take a very different approach. I, I didn't do this last year because last year was a wash, but I do um, a list of accomplishments and failures at the end of the year. Interesting. Looking back. So what did you have you ever had? So to be clear, because um, just for laughs, the big comedy festival, new faces, the big um, breaking into the industry showcase is a very brass ring sort of across comedy genres sort of achievement on the level of like getting snl or something like that it's not on that it, level but yes i see what you're saying. i think it's on the it's level a very big deal. it's a very, very yeah big deal. yeah yeah not the same sort of like opportunity or longevity but i think it's on the it's in the ballpark okay but okay but i think it's like that's like it's like the difference between like hitting a like w- getting a walk versus like hitting a triple like i think getting getting snl is like hitting a triple I would say JFL is like a solid to the wall single. Yeah, it's okay. better than a walk. It's definitely better. I mean, a, yeah, a walk implies you made it on base without swinging the bat. You if know? you're if you're in the if you're in the JF the New Faces showcase with management, it's a double. If you're in the unrepped part of JFL, maybe that's a walk. Okay, I like to think of it as I just kept hitting foul balls until the pitcher got tired, and finally they were like, "Just go to first. I mean, that's the approach we're at, dude. That's that's the level we're all working on is fucking trying to wear the pitcher of <laughs> you know Johnny Industry out. I feel you, dude. Yeah, that's that no shame throw. in that. He can throw. Um. So okay, the but was the reason I want to talk about new faces is. It's the kind of thing that could go on a list of resolutions. I've put it on lists before. Mm, um, did you have it on your list this year or in previous years? No, I try not to put anything that's not in my control on my list. Um, because there's no like, here's how you get that. Here's how you accomplish that. Other than the person who chooses you gets fired for saying the n-word and somebody else comes into power and Mm -hmm. decides that you're it you know like there's no i couldn't have made that a goal yeah totally but then okay so how does viral tiktok play into that because there's a way to accomplish that right just like make videos consistently watch the algorithm and like try to figure out like what videos are going viral um like that's in my control. Interesting. Okay, I would have thought that was a for sure out of your control thing, but that makes sense. Yeah. So game the system. The the other thing, the reason I want to bring up JFL new faces is do I mean Daniel, you mentioned working out. For me, I think they're I on would par say, with each other. <laughs> yeah, I see. I see how these are going to be in the same working out for one month JFL. But dude, all of like ninety percent of my resolutions are fucking career goals. It's so imbalanced. It's never like, I was kind of like trying to think of like what could be new ones for me. And it's like, be more present. And I'm like, whatever, I'll figure that out somehow on my own. But like, let's, I don't know. Do you have the same imbalance between career goals and 
Um, and I don't think this has to be resolutions either, Daniel, but especially as someone with a family that includes kids of your own, how do you think about that stuff? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard, man. I gotta be honest, like the past two years have just sort of beaten the snot out of me. Um, and it's very hard for me to, to visualize what the next thing is for me career wise. I mean, maybe that's part of why this is like, like, uh, like it's really weird, but like going into 2020, I had like the worst feel like the most negative I've ever felt going into a year. And it's very weird. Like it, it, this was like December of 2020 it was like New Year's Eve and I was like just feeling like crap, like really bad. You know, everybody's like posting like, ah, so, you know, welcome 2020 is going to be or I sorry, this was December of 2019, I should say. Um, and I was just like, man, I was like and like Rachel, my wife was like, what's like what's going on? I was like, I don't know. I just had like a bad feeling like this. is No, just, no specificity to it. Just not just felt bad. I was just like things wow. are like things have not like I'm not where I wanted to be and I don't see a path where I get there and I and I just don't I just have a bad feeling and then it turned out to be pretty pretty spot on the money um but it's like I don't know like since then and I guess like since moving here in in to LA in general back in like 2016 like every external force has felt so unstable and so crazy that like i haven't really like i don't i don't honestly know anymore what it is that i'm driving toward which is like hmm. i guess like kind of a, of a scary thing um but i also like i've always sort of been like you know like for a long time like when i was in chicago it was like pretty clear it was like i want to get to the second city main stage that was like a very clear goal for me and then it happened and that was great. And then it was like, okay, well, I'm going to give LA a shot. And I didn't really know what that meant at the time. And then it just sort of, it, I just like never really got my feet on the ground here. So when I think of, I keep, I feel like for so long, I've been thinking about, well, when stuff gets better, well, when stuff gets better, well, when stuff gets better. And it's like, I think it's pretty obvious to everybody by now. It's like, it's going to be this probably for a while. So that makes it like much harder for me to be able to say, I don't even remember what the question was, but, um, well, it's so no, 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 it totally makes sense. And it sounds like, because I was Definitely planning to talk about COVID and how that affects these things. But it's interesting, you being, because we've got a pretty clear dichotomy here where Ariel, and to be honest, I'm in the same boat as you, Ariel, with regards to like due dates, uh, you know, not eat better, eat one vegetable a day sort of situation. Um, uh, they call them like smart goals. Have you heard smart goals, Ariel? I have, I have not. It's uh, it was a thing I learned in treatment, but I've heard it in other like therapy modalities where it's specific, measurable. Oh my god, it's an acronym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a good acronym. <laughs> it's okay. specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and timely. And timely meaning like there's a period of time attached to it. 
And I won't go too into it because I'm not trying to be the fucking cognitive behavioral therapy podcast, but it is um, a good way of like creating those quantifiable specifics. But then on the other side is you, Daniel, uh, not to present too strong a dichotomy, but so it's really interesting because if you're working with like super quantifiable metrics, of course, COVID would throw you for a loop. But to be the guy who's not making a ton of resolutions and still having it throw you for a loop, it sounds like you were still trying to get a sort of general handle on what am I doing Where on yeah. finding some goals and then COVID spins you out into not even being able to continue that exploration. Yeah. It just basically feels like just sort of like, since I got here, everything has just been so up, down, up, down, up, down. And then it was just down, you know? And then Mm -hmm. for a while it was just about survival and about, you know, how do, how do we keep the lights on here? Um, and it's like, it's like a hard thing to like transition back out from like, you know, and look, I did, you know, I did accomplish, things that I want, you know, like the, the big thing for me, like right before COVID was my, uh, at the time, my two-year-old was going to go, she was going to turn two and she was going to start going to school and I had been staying home with her. So that was going to allow me to sort of refocus on my career. I wanted to try and, uh, I had just parted ways with my previous manager. I want to try and find a new manager. I wanted to really start like putting my you know boots to the ground and, and getting things moving out here. And then COVID happened and there was just like a seismic shift in mine and everybody else's life. Um, And that's not to say that I haven't like achieved, I guess, some of the goals that I had. I did get a new manager who's terrific and like I am doing more stuff and, and that's good. I just, it's harder for me to see the end zone, I guess. Like, and, and obviously there's like, there's no like, like that's not like a perfect metaphor, but it's like the, my goals are shifting in a way right now that I'm not sure where they're, where they're going to land. It just hasn't been made clear to me yet what I should be driving toward the most. Do you notice your priorities shifting toward family goals? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that's like, as my kids are getting older, my oldest is she'll be seven in March. And, um, it's like, you, you know, as soon as your kids are born, you start to think like the first thing you think is like, well, what am I, what, what can I give to them? Like, what am I going to make sure that I leave them with? Like, how am I going to make sure that they're taken care of? So like, yeah, definitely. Like a lot of your focus shifts from yourself to like, what is it that I, yeah, just, I mean, just, just as, as they get older and as they become more people, you know, it's like they and and they need, especially with COVID, like where playdates are not normal. And it's like, you know, it's like a lot of my time and energy is spent being like, well, how can we, you know, with my wife and I, obviously, and she spends even more time on this than I do. But like, how can we make sure that we're giving these kids a fulfilling life? Do you have goals for them? I don't have goals for them. That are that sounds good. Are they old enough to like make like at least this the almost seven year old? Like, does she do a little like 
here are my New Year's resolutions. Like, you know, clean up my toys or like be nice to daddy. Yeah, those would be two good ones um, (laughs) for her when I'm, you know, when you think about it, like those would be actually pretty. I'd like her to do both those things. Um, (laughs) But we're just like not like a big like resolutions. Like, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's good that that. Um, Ariel, that you do them, and that Dave, that you do them, so that we have that to talk about. But like, we really like. I don't know that my that my wife does them, and um, yeah, we haven't. I mean, but also like, I wonder. But Daniel, how can you cool. enjoy life if you don't quantify every <laughs> aspect of it and turn every possible area of your life into an avenue for achievement? Yeah, well, that's true, and I would say to the flip, <laughs> uh, the the flip side of that is. How can you enjoy it if you, instead of having those goals, just assume you're living in a constant state of failure where occasionally one thing goes right that was probably an accident? Uh-huh. That's the, that would be the flip side, I think, of what you're describing. Well, and here's the third side is you can actually have both of those things. I, ch- <laughs> I choose to own both of those perspectives. Do you, you feel like, you're, like your successes are accidents? Um, n- no, I don't feel that they're all accidents. I think that, 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 uh, um, no. You're like, no, the second kid was on purpose. <laughs> well, no, the kids were, no, those were both, those, those are huge successes. Those, those don't, I mean, it's like, for me, it's, I guess it's like, there's like career life and then there's family life, you know, and in career life, I've had a number of things go right for me and that was great and i think i absolutely earned some of them <laughs> but with the family no there's no question i mean those, you know those were those were absolutely 100 on purpose successes yeah ariel are your goals what wait what can you stop hosting the fucking show for a second no so it's I can nice though she's good at it she's <laughs> good she's good at it <laughs> i well, i wanted to ask you if your goals are as imbalanced toward career as mine are so mine i would say are mostly career oriented largely because i feel pretty good about the other stuff Mm -hmm. um like when i was like sitting i wasn't i like i sat down to sort of like make this list today um and i asked my husband like because i didn't have anything on here about him and i was like is there something that you feel like I should be doing to like be a better wife or like encourage our relationship? And his answer was like, can you just make sure that I'm using a different glass to drink water out of every day? (laughs) Dude, that sounds like an, it sounds like your relationship is perfect. (laughs) It's, I mean, it's not, but it is like, Okay, like yeah, like that's that's a form of like taking care of him. That, sure, like, I can. I'm absolutely capable of doing. But like, and also technically not even a you thing. No, it's he's. I don't. I don't understand it. It's like we have a dishwasher and we have so many glasses. He just doesn't change the glass ever. Um, well, I actually can totally relate to that feeling. It's this feeling of like. It's a water glass, so it's mostly it's mostly clean. Um, I recently have started changing it every day because when you notice, you're like, "Oh yeah, that's a bunch of little uh, 
mouth crud all around the the edge of this glass. Yeah. yeah. And that's I don't change mine every I mean I drink out of the same bottle every day because I am a baby and I like bottles. Well do you <laughs> rinse it out at the end of the day or anything? I do. Like I rinse yeah. it out well, well, anytime well anytime I finish I rinse it and then I refill it. So oh, that's but that, more than yeah, that's what you do with a water bottle. Yeah. That, I mean I think that's reasonable. Um so but so like I don't know. I like really had to think about my first when I my first goals were definitely career stuff. I had to like take a like I had to think harder and be like, I'm not a perfect friend. I should maybe think about that a little bit of like how to keep in touch better with my friends. And like, um, like I have oddly a lot of anxiety around watching new things. Mm. Um Oh, I have that. I have that too. I sit around and just watch the stuff that I've already watched over and yeah, over again. It's very comforting. Yeah. Uh, and I was working through it in therapy, but then my therapist and I like oddly kind of broke up the last time we met. So one of my goals is also to find a new therapist. Okay. Um, but so like one of my goals is like to give the Sopranos another shot. Okay. <laughs> what? Like, how do you like, why is that? Why do we have that thing around like, I know I would like this. There's such an infinite, you know, it's always five or more seasons of a thing. Probably there's such a wellspring of it. Why do we, why do we have anxiety about that? Well, in my defense with the Sopranos, I have tried it twice and I just couldn't get into it. And, uh, I I say, fuck it then. Fuck the Sopranos. If you tried twice and didn't, but I, I think I think my barrier towards the Sopranos is their accent. I like <laughs> <laughs> I find like the New Jersey Italian accent just like kind of unbearable. Okay. So I they've all got just, it on that. Yeah. What? They've all got it on that. There's no way around yeah. it. Yeah. But I think if I can just get like I, I was able to get past it in the wire. I think I can get past it in this I mean that's not that's a different accent, it's but it's more. still pretty bad. Yeah. Um I don't know what it is about like HBO shows that insist on having strong accents in their character, whatever. It oh, it's matter. a big, it's a big way to, to immediately differentiate your product. You know, it's mm. like these characters, you know, you've seen, you've seen similar stories, but have they ever talked like this? Before? <laughs> so. The writing's great, but have you ever really struggled to understand what they're saying? Have you checked? We'll also lower the volume on our shows incredibly. Um, and turn the darkness way up. So pretty much indecipherable, but that's how you know it's prestige TV. And if there's a song, it is going to blare so loud. Mm -hmm. Very loud. Um, But I don't know. I think like I find to go back to like what I've like talked about in therapy is like as a kid, I was very sick um, a lot. And I was like in the hospital and in the hospital, there were only like three movies for kids. And I just watched them Sonic the Hedgehog. Sing and Mary Poppins. City Slickers, Charlotte's Web, City Slickers 2. Oh, geez. Um, There was also Secret Garden, but it was too scary for me because that I've talked about this before, I think, with you, Dave, but that opens with the whole family dying. Um, That's that's how that movie starts, and I couldn't watch Mm. it. So I think Mm -hmm. I think I have like I think there's like a comfort level of like I've as a kid I watched the same three movies over and over and so now i just want to watch the same things over and over i think it has to do with with being a certain age i mean, I, I can't remember i think there was somebody i was talking to about this who said that there's actually like 
it's actually proven that like basically you hit a certain age and you're like, all right, I'm good on friends. I'm good on music. I'm good on the TV shows and movies that I like. I'm set. Like I don't, I'm full up. I don't need any more of those experiences. I've Um, noticed that being a music guy, like I actively work against that impulse when it comes to music and always not that I always had the best taste, but I always like really was passionate about the stuff that I liked. So like among friends would always be like, I don't know, what do you, how do you know this band? Blah, blah, blah. But now even more and more and more, it's like, Oh, you're, I'll talk to someone and they're still listening to that. Or just like the amount of even new emo that's coming out that reminds people of the old emo. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ guys. Like, we can't get into any new music. I don't know. What about emo rap? Do you like emo rap? <sighs> I have a complicated relationship with emo rap. I just finished the <laughs> Juice World documentary. Oh, you watch it? Did you watch it? it? I haven't yet. I, it's I will. so no, it's bad, dude. New. Can't watch that. <laughs> don't Is watch. The mo- have the you movies s- bad? The movies awful, oh, dude. Have you watched the Lil Peep documentary? No, I haven't. The Lil Peep documentary is incredible. And that's what got me kind of listening to emo rap more. I like some Juice World songs, but the Juice World movie is just so much backstage footage. They lionize his ability to freestyle. Mm. And it's like, okay, this is impressive, but it's still anyone freestyling. It gets fucking old after a while. It's like... There's a reason no one just listens to freestyles all the time, you know? And they're like, I don't know. I have a whole like thing, another platform about uh, Juice World documentary because they're like, he knew he knew he was going to die. And it's like, yeah, he's a fucking addict. Like, it's not, he wasn't like prescient. People aren't used to addicts like taking a breather to like look around and be observant, but that's all he did was he was like mainlining the drugs. And then occasionally it'd be like, and I'm going to die. And people were like, wow, he's a prophet. He's like, no, he's just a fucking, and like not this, none of this is to like take away how sad it is that he died, but it's like any addict will die. Yeah. Right. Spoiler for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Um, No, he's just like a kid who needs some help. Right. And yeah. yeah. And that too, of people just filming all this shit. And it's like, Hey man, I found a, I found more promethazine for you. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, fuck. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Not that anyway, that's, that's a whole thing, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, not watch I'm, it, which is a relief. <laughs> I don't like, as we were saying, yeah, I'm medium on emo rap. That's why, why do you ask? Uh, I mean, I, I think I'm like fascinated by it. <laughs> like it's like, when you first hear it, it's like, oh, it's emo rap. You're like, what? That the, and then you listen to it, you're like, yeah, no, it, that's literally what this, like I'm listening to like if Connor Oberst had a drum machine instead of a guitar. Like it, it, it's it's crazy to me. Um, one, of my, one of my favorite Lil Peep songs, it just starts with him going, switchblades, cocaine, got the blood, blood, make the hoe shake. <laughs> just just like this it's little crazy. guy yelling switchblades cocaine it's like just, the most man. it's like the most like uh, I'll, and i'll explain what i mean by this but it's, it's like the most like end of the world music i've ever heard like yes that, yes you know what i mean like we like hit this now 
that it's like now this is the genre is like it's like a weird yeah mix of oh like, i was thinking in terms of the vibe it gives because it definitely gives off end of the world child at the brink sort of vibes it just feels crazy to me that we that this is where music has gone and i guess like like i was a big big emo fan growing up like in in high school and now seeing did you like have a this, chain on your pants no but i did wear a studded belt for a very okay. long time even into freshman year of college i wore a studded belt with like a big stupid buckle on it and then i think there was like a day like freshman year like maybe like halfway through the year i looked down and i was like what the fuck am i wearing <laughs> i look like an idiot like <laughs> do i think this is tough like i got this hot topic it's plastic like this, mm-hmm. uh, this has to, this has to stop now um did you yeah, do I, any makeup at all no i w- but i was like i was in a band uh and name like, what was the name the name was the name is bad the name was spoont s-p-o-o-n-t like spoont. it's wow. like the past of spoon yes exactly yeah uh it's like Jesus. not like a like good like emo band name but like, like you've we been spoont that's exactly right <laughs> okay that's exactly what we were going for which is cool I get it's it. Like, well, you know, when you're when you're a kid, like you think of something, and you're like, "Oh, that's funny." Like, let's make, and then you you don't realize yet that that means that anytime you do a gig or like tell someone else the name of your band, that's what you're gonna have to say. You yeah, know? So you should think about it a little bit more. But that's how yeah. you learn. That's what life is. Um, mm-hmm. But we also so were you pissed like- when now legendary white supremacist band Trapped came out with Headstrong? Were you like they kind of took our thing? Oh, because it's the past tense of trap. Yeah, with a yeah, T. I was furious. Of it. I was yeah. furious. Well, the hardest thing for me was I loved the song. Yeah, and I just I thought it was great. I, uh, I thought the whole album back to front was great. I found I'll out take on, on anyone. Headstrong, I'll take you on. Yeah, I'll take on anyone. That was the hardest thing is like loving that song and just loving mm-hmm. that band. And wait, are they white supremacists? I think the lead singer was like did some Trump shit on Twitter, allegedly. Well, I mean, it's 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 e- if it's easy enough to believe, it's like for legal purposes, allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, <laughs> listen Look, to I, your two Jewish guests, Dave. Yeah, you have to say allegedly. I can't say hey. any of that, you know. But it's obviously an amazing album. The album is whatever the name. <laughs> Jesus of the album Christ, is. what are we doing? Okay, I want to ask about. We're done wanna, with emo rap. That's it. We're moving. We're on? absolutely yeah. done with emo rap. Can I say one more thing about it? Yeah. Great. One emo rap song that I really like is Mood by 24K Golden. And I found out that he's Jewish. Ooh. Okay. He's, he's so moving Jewish. on. Isn't that cool? I love that. <laughs> yeah. You should check out that song. It's great. I like it. And his name is 24K Golden. 24K. Dude, come on now. Hey, I mean, he did. Is he not doing it to himself? Don't be anti-Semitic. He, he wasn't until he this came on this podcast. <laughs> and he won't come on this podcast. I'll tell you that much. He's going to listen to this. He's not going to come on this podcast. No, 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 no. Please, 24K Golden. Please, 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 please come, come on I the show. I think that's his name. It's pronounced 24K Gould, but. <laughs> 24K Gouldberg. Um, okay. So the thing I wanted to ask is about the mindset that creates these things. Ariel, as a big resolutions guy, do you feel fucked up by it? Like, does it, do you find yourself beating yourself up if you don't, um, if you don't follow a resolution or you talked about Rosh Hashanah kind of check, like checking things, but if it takes, it's still pretty late to, 
to be like, oh, this isn't working for me? Um, or do you fe- does it just make you feel productive to have these things and whatever ones I hit, I hit? Um, I think I used to beat myself up about stuff. But in the last couple of years, that's something I've like tried to work really hard on is not being mad at myself because that's just not helpful at all for me. Um, it just puts me in an, into a spiral, into a loop. Um, and instead reframing it and sort of asking myself like, okay, why didn't that work? Do I even still want this thing? What would then help me get there? Like what would work better for me? Um, I think like the reason I do my list of like accomplishments and failures is not to like be down on myself or to hype myself up. I just want to be realistic about how my year went. Um, I also didn't do it last year. I didn't have, I looked through my old notebook. I had no resolutions last November or December and I didn't do a list of accomplishments or failures because it was like too hard of a year. How I did like, I don't need this COVID to know how the year went? Yeah, right. How did COVID fuck up your uh, resolutions from for 2020? Well, so one example is like one resolution that I have every year is make more money from stand up this year than I did last year. Mm. And that didn't happen in 2020. It was the first year that that hadn't happened. Um, because it was just such a brutal year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course, how could you, I mean, the entire stand up world. So it's just down. like, yeah. What, like, I don't need to like, look at this to know that. Yeah. Um, what <clears throat> else do I, I mean, it just, yeah, it just like, because like Daniel said, like it became just like, sur- like we all went into survival mode and like, I feel like that was a meme that people would like put out a lot too of like, if you stayed home today you did it you know or whatever right like it was that like yeah totally i think we're sort of like far enough away now as i sit here with covid um (laughs) (laughs) we're like far enough away from it now that it just like seems so like cheesy and dumb but i i forget that like at the time like i did really need to hear that and i tried to really take it to heart and i just like kept baking things yeah had you baked before? A little bit. I used to work, okay. um, teach. At, my first job in New York was working at this sort of like cooking school for kids. And so we would bake a lot. That's like where I learned how to bake. Um, and I would do it from time to time, especially if I was producing a show. I would usually have baked goods to try to entice people to come. Um, but I had never really just like done it for my neighbors and like to the like as much as I did it last year. I baked. Yeah, you so got to tell Daniel you're this was uh, we did this on. Well, maybe I forget if this got cut out of your episode or not. But you got to tell Daniel your fucking sweet setup you had in your building. Oh, so I live in a building with seven units and my next door neighbor owns a cookie shop. My one of my downstairs neighbors is a chef and the other downstairs neighbor grows marijuana. (laughs) And so all year we just traded goods. We would just leave things on each other's doors. So I just have a ton of free weed. (laughs) That's pretty. That's pretty. That's wild. Yeah. That sounds nice. Is that what a kibbutz is? What? That's what a a kibbutz is. Oh, kibbutz is just talking among friends. But 
הקיבוץ in Israel it's a little okay. like that yeah okay yeah you just you put the wrong emphasis on it and made it a completely different word yeah gotcha gotcha I like that so um you like butchering our language like? <laughs> um okay so I like what? that too man that's great man way to go <laughs> That's cool. You did that, man. Ugh. I so what? So how do we go about making goals more specific? And Daniel, you mentioned a bit ago trying to get onto the main stage at Second City. I know there are specific things you can do to make that more possible. Did you do those things? Did you think about it in that way? Yes, I did. What were those All things? Those things. Uh, as soon as I got to Chicago, I started taking class at IO, started taking class at second city, took them both at the same time, met people, started an improv group, as you know, started performing as much as I could. Anytime I could get on stage, doing improv, I was doing improv, uh, started working at the second city in the box office, just so the people there would know my face. Um, you know, and then look for them four years in, I got hired I mean, four years in, I did my first cruise ship. And so, but it was those things leading up to it being like making sure that I'm present in this building, making sure that these people are, you know, I would invite the producers and the, and, and, and the casting people to our, to my shows, um, you know, uh, and, and on top of that, uh, working my butt off to get an agent in Chicago, um, you know, I don't think that I ever like thought of any of these things. It's like, well, I've got to make sure I complete this, this, complete this. Like it was more like it was all um, pieces of a big puzzle that mm-hmm. I didn't know which one was going to finish the puzzle, but I just had to keep putting as many pieces in as possible because eventually that would make, I'd at least be able to see what the puzzle was. I don't know. Another weird. No, I get uh, it. No, as yeah. two fans of Survivor, that's. <laughs> but Ariel, it's. I mean, it sounds like getting in at a club, basically. Just except there's more things to do at Second City, like work there. At a club, it's hang out and with your head a bit on a swivel, right? I guess so. Can I be honest? I never really hung out. I didn't do that. Hey, that's great. I love so it. I, I, I also will say, I think that's a very masculine i think the hangout is much more of a dude stand-up thing well also that being said i don't and never really have hung out at least at the i hung out at like the fucking open mic i ran back in the day and like fun shows that friends ran but that wasn't like getting me what about what about at like io uh when i was just doing improv uh, but, but at the upstairs gallery, that was a totally independent thing. There wasn't anyone there who was like going to yeah. put you in a thing. And the whole thing of like friends, there was this whole thing growing up in improv. I don't know if this is, I guess they kind of say it in comedy world at large, but the idea that like when you're, it was this whole like t- Tina Fey did it. When Tina Fey got famous, she cast everyone she knew as writers and and cast in 30 Rock, blah, blah, right. blah. And it's right. like, dude, what? I don't know anyone. Like, the, you have to be so close to the people who, who yeah, cast each other. Your, your close friends. Yeah. Yeah, but apparently Tina Fey just had 15 close friends that she all cast yeah, in her thing. Or that story is just not true. 
right. Yeah. yeah. There's that <laughs> too. But if know. we can't believe our celebrities, who <laughs> yeah. can we believe? It's true. Yeah. That's my favorite is when is on a late night show when someone talks about the like um the the numbers at small shows they did. They'd be like, I was in I was in a play for 50 people. And I was like, I'll always be like, I would love to book a tour where 50 people came to every show. Like that's I would be happy house. with that, maybe as an end point for a career. That's that's what was fun and sometimes a little misleading about working for Second City is that like when you're touring, you've always got a house. And certainly when you're at the right? main stage, you've always got a house. But they're not coming to see you. I mean, like in <laughs> a in a respect they are, because they're like, I'm gonna go see the next cast of SNL, which right, is right, right. You know, whatever. But like, but they're coming because it's the second city. That's what makes the transition out of it hard is it's like, yeah, you've, you've done this, you've gotten better, you've done work, you've improved, but you've done it under the, I mean, this is like, I mean, this is what it is to work for like any company, you know, you've done it yeah. under the umbrella of this company. So now you've got to sort of figure out how you make your own, name stand out that's not something that i think is like i mean i think that's much more a part of the stand-up world than the improv world the improv world is like or it's ensemble and you know you're working with other people and it's like well that's not necessarily practical if you want to have a long-term career yeah you made me realize that when i did my first show and got write-ups in the newspapers and you were like this is really cool like dude i was in multiple second city reviews and they never mentioned my name like your yeah. name is in the headline of this thing and i was yeah, like it's about oh you. yeah that is cool yeah. yeah 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 so i probably it, should have done a better job in those reviews though yeah you really could have somebody to write something picked it up a, a little bit I think, yeah probably yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something like i don't know like i like get on stage and like yell for 10 minutes something and like this was weird this guy, but at least get my SEO up. Daniel, yeah. have you tried almost dying? Have I tried? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I've, that did, well, that did, that does work out for some people. Yeah, clearly of the three of us, my credits are as someone who was has not made JFL, uh, not appeared on any uh, you know high quality TV shows. Uh, you know, I'm f- I'm fine. Oh, you if- were bashing HBO pretty hard a while ago. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. I'm 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 destined for the middle, baby. Okay, but this American Life doesn't know my name, so. Well, yeah. you can tell you can tell people on stage uh, when you're making up credits that they do know your name. No, if I'm gonna lie about my credits, it's not gonna be this American Life. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did find. I mean, I know you're busting balls, but I do have people bring me up to that because it's one of the few things that level sets for like people do recognize it and they're not expecting me to have punchlines. So when I genuinely very cool, Dave, when I occasionally do, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, they're like, oh, we got someone. We have someone, ooh, someone thoughtful's coming up next, you know? <laughs> someone who knows how to tell a tale. Yeah, exactly. It does, yeah, it does set the table pretty well. It does let mm-hmm. everyone know, you know, if you need to go to the bathroom, this is the time to do it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> clears, it clears the table, to be honest. Um, so, Ariel, how do you go about 
breaking down a vague goal into tasks? Um, I guess I, I think about what I want. What's the big thing that I want? And then I think about, well, how do I get there? <laughs> so an example for this year is like, I want to headline more. Uh, I want to headline more than I feature. So mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. little task is perform at 10 new clubs this year throughout the country. And like 10 is like a reasonable number, whether that's as a feature or a headliner, it's like, well, let me make 10 new contacts. So it's not, you want to headline more this year. It's just in general, you want to headline more. So this year perform at 10 new clubs. Um, yeah. I mean, look, like I, I want to headline more like now, like right, immediately. Of course. Yeah. I also recognize that like, that's not necessarily um that might not be achievable i don't know um i'm going to try obviously but here's how i'll try and if that means that for my first 6 months of the year i'm still just featuring if i'm making that effort towards 10 new clubs by rosh hashana i can then reevaluate and go okay can i now headline more mhm mhm okay uh, you know, I thought this was a New Year's special. Turns out it's a uh, Rosh oh, no, Hashanah it special. Well, that the well, Rosh Hashanah well, is the New Year. It is the New Year. Day. Oh man! See, well, no, because the, there's. I don't think you guys understand. There's the new. There's New Year's, and then there's Rosh Hashanah. See that sort of language? You don't. You don't understand what you're saying. But it's actually it's in, it's incredibly offensive. Well, then it's why is hard. one called New Year's and one's called Rosh Hashanah? It's like he doesn't. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I'm on Rogan right now. Yeah. Thank you. He's be- <laughs> without talk about talk about success. I um I would love to you know I have a whole on my fridge. There's uh 15 different kinds of protein powders, and I've been uh, reaching out to them to advertise on the Afterlife podcast, and no one's hitting me back. Would you like me to advertise your chocolate creatine on This Is Your Afterlife? And I really thought you guys would jump in at this point. I thought this bit no, would be I, better. No, let's let you go. Yeah, <sighs> I hate you got, this. You're rolling. You're rolling. Hang right. you Did you try, buddy? Say anti-Semitic stuff to two of your <laughs> most Jewish friends, and then be like, "Come and help me on a bit." Like it's messed up, dude. Uh, don't flatter yourself, dude. I have way more Jewish friends than you. You don't, dude. I know for a fact you don't. I oh, have... good. He's saying this is fine because I have Jewish friends. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's always a good point of the conversation. <laughs> you know, you laughed the hardest when that guy looked at me in the Seven Eleven, and you. Oh yeah, tell Ariel. Terry, tell Ariel to story we were in it was it was me and my friend dave and our friends drennan and ross we were in a 7-eleven in chicago our little independent improv group yeah and there was some guy some like very effeminate uh homosexual who like looked at us and i would say flamboyant you know if we're not going to be homophobic but okay is that the less i was trying not to be homophobic but i very effeminate i mean we're relying on very binary ideas of what's feminine what's masculine you know you're right so what else did you want to talk to us about? No. So the guy. So anyway, he's like looking all of us up and down and like, did he say stuff to you? Did he say stuff to Ross? I don't even remember. I think he said, I think he pointed at Drennan and said gay. I think he right. maybe pointed at me and Ross and he said straight, straight, yeah. gay. Yeah. And then he and pointed then he at Daniel. At and he went, Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> um, and was he right about all of you? No. Dan, uh, no. Drennan's straight. Yeah. 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 He, but 
but he nailed me. He nailed me <laughs> hard in a way that it's, I mean, this was probably 10 years ago, maybe longer than that. <laughs> this, this guy's comment is still living on today. As one of those, yeah, Jewish. It it's just so the fun. they're the musicality of it was yeah, like it was so great. perfect. It was okay. Yeah, it was so Ariel brought us into 2022 resolutions. I want to know if there's others that you want to talk about, Ariel, um, Daniel. If you ha- what if if there's something you would want to put on there, if you were to, however you're thinking about it, I have one burning one that I need to ask your opinion about and then we'll go into the animal spirit reading so ariel are there any other um 2022 resolutions um well i say like i this has been probably on my resolution list for the last like five years and i and then it always makes my failure list for the last five years which is to write a draft of a pilot um, mm. So just know that that's never happened. Um, <laughs> I am taking an, uh, my third pilot writing class in a couple of weeks to see if maybe that helps. Um, mm, read 30 books. I read 27 last year. Okay. I'm ch- what what was year. your goal last year? I didn't have one. Okay. I didn't make any goals last year. Right, 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 right. <clears throat> um. And then, like, resist the urge to talk shit is one of them. I think I talk too much shit. I talk well, a lot it's of been shit. nice uh, working with you. I'm <laughs> sorry that we won't be able to do too much more of it. No, we with call you, it it's Lashon fine, Hara, but Dave. Lashon Hara, triple tongue um, is the literal translation. Um, but I have a tendency to do it even with people who I don't trust and that needs to stop. Dude, I know the worst. I think I'm just trying to bond with them and get Same. to a point yes. where we trust. You assume familiarity to try to get them in and then you realize that they're not or you realize you didn't even want to be familiar with Ugh, it's yeah, it's rough, dude. Yeah, you can't um, do that. Yeah, yeah, you're good about that, Daniel. Daniel and I would like for years, he would drive me home in his car after improv rehearsals or whatever. And we would just, I mean, it's the same shit as now. Just like we're underrated. Why don't we have success? Fuck this person. Fuck that. I wish you had told us like, yeah, 10 years from now, you'll be having the same conversation. Maybe I would have, I don't know, developed a hobby or something we could talk about instead of just yeah yeah i mean it was pretty fun it's very but i fun. always have but i have i have like my go-tos like i have like you know like my maybe like three consiglieres you know who i can like and again sorry to use like an italian jersey sort of a, of a thing because i know that bothers you ariel but um but i have like you know like my three or four people i can go to where i'm like if i've got one that's like burning and i'm like I got I got to run this by somebody. Yeah. I, you know, I'll go to one of those people. Then sometimes I'll get back like this is you, you, like you're one of those people for me, Dave, where you'd be like, this is not the right take. <laughs> I'll be like, all right, fine, whatever. <laughs> I had to get right. And if I'm thing. telling you it's then not like, the right take, God. it's like, Ooh. I'm like, thank God I workshopped it. I think it, I called you, know. you from Edinburgh one time. Yes, you did. To to do. Yes, was it was it was it to share a win or was it to bitch? I don't think something? so. I think it was to, and I, you know, I remember, I remember exactly where I was. I was on vacation with my wife's family in, uh, in, at the beach in South Carolina. 
Uh-huh. And I remember you called me and it was a long number because it was an international yeah, yeah, number. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's Dave. He's calling from Edinburgh. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I, I got to take this. You're like, dude, I just don't get it, dude. I show up to these mics and it's like, dude, like what the fuck? Like, dude, I should be like, people should be just like bowing at my feet. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm like in the middle of this like, <laughs> dude, dinner right now. Okay. Like, that was definitely this. not the specific issue in fucking Edinburgh, but I won't pretend it's that much fancier are there dude, are there 2022 it, resolutions i don't get it dude i'm <laughs> killing it out here dude we get and it there, dude i'm sad okay 2022 resolutions hit me with them for me yeah it was like if you were to yeah, or I if have, there's yeah. a thing yeah can okay, you yeah yeah Pretend okay, that sure. you were to positively contribute to this episode of the podcast <laughs> uh, well i think most of what i said i'd like to be cut but um <laughs> Uh, I, I, I'd like, I would like to read more books, uh, you know, uh, quantifiably. I, I, I'd say I don't put a number on these things and that's why it doesn't happen. If I said like, I'm going to read 15 books, then maybe I would do it, but good Lord, I have to read more. I don't, you know, um, you know, I guess one of my resolutions would have been to spend less time on Twitter, but I've decided to leave Twitter. So that's going well, actually. Mm. Um, and, uh, and I have a, I have a screenplay. I have a, a screenplay that I've been working on with a director that I would really like to get to a place where uh, we could just say, you know what? I think it's ready to go. I'd mm. like that to happen. What's go? Send to yeah. people? Like produce a low budget version of? Yeah, make it. Make make the movie. Like, yeah. Um, I would like to have that in a place where we feel good about it and we can start moving out of the, cause I started writing this before the pandemic and it's taken a long bunch of twists and turns. And I'd like us to land at a place where we're both happy with it and we can uh, maybe try to make something happen with it. I love that. Yeah. So my, uh, I, I mean, I guess I'll, you know, quickly say a couple of things that'll probably make my list this year. I didn't make a list at the beginning of this year. I actually did a thing and I like brought my, I have my like list of 2020 resolutions, um, which I did a thing where I asked several people to give me resolutions. I was like, what do you think my resolutions should be? Um, and yeah. Where do you and think it, I'm failing and should do better? It was That's honestly the- really fun. Like one of them was like, don't compare yourself to others. Just concentrate on how great you are. Um, uh, my friend who's out of state said, call one out of state friend per week. Um, and, and I, and I did a lot of them. Like one was like, do something with mixes and, you know, uh, in, like music. In, mixes? Yeah. Yeah. In wow. March of 2020, I, I, pandemic <laughs> happened and I started charging people to make playlists for them. So that was good. Oh, um, yeah. but so some things that I genuinely like, uh, like be more present definitely needs to be on my thing. I've realized I am not self-aware of how much I want to like avoid emotional discomfort. Uh, so like be examples of be more present as sad as this is, it'd be like, don't bring your phone into the bathroom. Uh, tell your partner when you can be in a conversation or when you're distracted by your computer and choose to actively do whichever thing you say you can, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I kind of would like to buy a car, um, but I don't know. I don't have any money to do that at the moment. So that'll be interesting, but okay. The question I have for you is 
is this the question is is this next resolution under my control or not okay okay because i would like more subscribers patrons on patreon okay is that is that under my control should i set that as a resolution and how do you set it realistically thoughts yes yes i have no idea i think if you you know, I think the more that you can have people find out about the show, the better. So if that means setting up multiple social media accounts, if that means making a TikTok account for the show where you're just cutting clips of the show and even just like using trending audio to like play underneath them, um, you know, maybe having, um, you know, an, an individual, I mean, an Instagram for the show or something, just like anywhere where you can cut short clips because it's a long form interview show, which can be a harder thing for people to get into these days. But if you show them shorter clips of it that are like funny, and I know you, you already do stuff like this, but maybe it's just a matter of like posting it in different places. Okay. So, but you're saying that it's, you both think it's definitely something that has multiple factors that are under my control. I mean, I think so. You know, how can you get the word out more? Okay. Do you think posing it as a sort of philosophical question on the thing itself, so listeners are incepted with the idea (laughs) that I want more patrons, do you think that's a kind of a good way to do it? Yeah, I think sure. I think that's enough. I think that's actually I'm rethinking what I said before. I think that's all I you need to do. There is the question of like, do you is by having more patrons? Is that what it's called when you're on Patreon? I like, think so. I, I hate all the names for it, but I also hate when people create their own. My fans are called Ariax or whatever it, it, the fuck. You know what I mean? It's patrons. Yes. My my I will say my favorite version is there's a comedian named Jake Head and he calls his fans headheads. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, good. yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but I guess the question is, is your goal to make more of your listeners patrons or to have more listeners so that percentage wise you will have more patrons? Right, dude. Now we're now we're talking about the most boring shit, which is fucking sales funnels, which is like literally Patreon has fucking marketing. Oh my god. Like okay, also if you if you go on the back end of certain podcast things, they'll show you when listeners stop listening to your show. I know it is right now. it's right now. <laughs> it's it's a minute and a half ago. That's okay. when it is. Um, so we don't have to. We don't have to do. I guess that's just a question to ask yourself. Yeah, no. yeah. Don't don't talk about that on here. It's it's know, uncouth. It's okay. not interesting. Thanks so much for uh, being on the show. Uh, the <laughs> uh, we are okay. So we're going to transition into doing these animal spirit readings Sorry, now. Hold on. So you just asked your two Jewish guests for business advice. Is that what happened just now? That feels it feels so anti-Semitic. Up, okay, listen, Ariel. I brought some of these things up my on my own because I thought I'd be a fun punching bag. But you led me into that. You're creating this anti-Semitic character for me. Sure. That I'll happily play along with for comedy's sake, if that's what you want to do. 
but this is oh please dude before when you were like do you like trapped it was like very clear okay well can i just say i allegedly i at the very least do not have any problem with jewish people um and at the most i would say i probably actively like um i would say i wouldn't say i fetishize jews I would say I'm uncomfortable saying the word Jews like that. So maybe that's kind of cool. That makes me a good one. Um, and can I just, can I just, can I just mm-hmm. tell you one thing that Please happened the other day? I was at me. the grocery store. I took my daughter to the grocery store for like the first time in like um, literally like two years because she just got vaccinated, uh, which may end up having been a mistake anyway, because apparently that, that, that makes absolutely no difference at this point. But anyway, it's not a mistake. It makes we, a difference. We, yeah, yeah, Jesus Christ. We're going to. There. No, 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 no. What I, what I, what I mean, what I, excuse me. Let me clarify. What I mean is that you can obviously because apparently COVID isn't real, and all you this can shit. still get infected with with COVID even if you are vaccinated. We're trying to prevent infection, and it seems like now that might be a little bit less likely. She's not boosted. It, anyway, you, everyone agrees. We all agree with me. Yes, perfect. <laughs> Moving on. We so we we were checking out, and the uh, the woman who was bagging our groceries to my daughter was like is santa gonna come visit you this year and i and i looked at her and i was like sophie she you know she asked you a question is santa gonna come visit you this year and she goes no <laughs> just like that <laughs> no and I, I said the woman was like i was like we're jewish and the woman looked absolutely like mortified like not not from the standpoint of like oh my god like she was just like oh my god i'm so sorry like she felt she clearly felt so badly and i was like oh my god i'm so sorry all right we are going to do these animal spirit readings if you want to hear them uh go to the patreon link in the show notes patreon.com slash dave mar definitely follow ariel and daniel at the links in the show notes um you guys ready to do these animal spirit readings yeah. Yeah, baby. Okay. I grab your whip and take it back to Shot Town. When I'm in Shot Town, I treat it like it's